Hello everyone, this is Dr. Nick Delgado and I'm with Dr. Sangeeta Patti, MD. You're in Orlando, Florida and I'm in Costa Mesa, California. You know, we have a very special show about adrenal thyroid axis. Sangeeta, I know you've been working in medicine and you made a big transition, if you will, toward dealing with people on a five-point model. Tell us about what's going on with people who are suffering from fatigue, they're struggling with their body weight, they can't seem to recover, they have cravings, there's issues in terms of maybe emotional depression, maybe they even have an issue where uh, they're addicted to either uh, alcohol, drugs, chemicals. Does that kind of summarize it up? You've been doing this work for quite a while. How often do you see these kind of patients and what do you approach first from a hormonal dietary and lifestyle standpoint? <laughs> yes, we've been seeing these patients, um, really treating them actively for about almost 15 years now. We opened up in 2004, so it's 15 years. And I transitioned from a practice where I was practicing conventional obstetrics and gynecology and seeing patients and using the tools that I had in my toolbox, which at that time were uh, pharmaceutical medications and surgical solutions. And of course, at this point, dial forward 15 years, it's real clear that those are two parts of the toolbox and then the toolbox is very wide with many other things in it. And the fact that there's so many other things in it allows us to put the power back in the hands of the patient so that they can be in the driver's seat for their own health. And then our job becomes one of providing awareness, inspiration and guidance, and tools. And then the patient chooses what they want to do. But our ultimate aim is to get people to the point where the long-living are. The long-living people around the world live under $1,000 a year of income, no doctor, and manage to climb mountains until they're above the age of 100 because their cells aren't degenerating as quickly as ours are. So what areas are the tools in? And those tools are in five areas. And if we optimize these five areas, what we found is all of those symptoms that you've talked about go away. And a perfect example, like I, uh, I saw two patients today who came from Brazil who were both interested in weight loss. And they had tried everything and they were exercising till they were blue in the face and eating absolutely nothing, um, you know, vegetables and rabbit food. And yet the body was in a state where it perceived them to be in an emergency. So it stored it in the middle, right? doesn't right. matter what you eat, it's going to store it. And as we started doing their programs, we, it started to become really clear to them that when you have a problem or an issue like, hey, you know what, I'm eating better than I ever ate before, I'm exercising more and paying much more attention to my lifestyle than ever before, and I'm still gaining little handles here and there in the middle of my abdomen, right? Right. It's because the body's going, hey, hello, 
here's some imbalances here. So that's the opportunity that we get provided. As small a symptom or as large a symptom, whether we have a couple of pounds of weight or a couple of points of blood pressure elevation or find ourselves waking up a couple times at night, it's always the body giving us an opportunity to respond with a solution. And the five areas in which we work to provide that solution end up correcting all diseases across the board. So it ends up taking care of the weight and then all the other issues too. Because you never have just a weight issue. So I know I've sat in on your patient counseling sessions and you do a really great thing that I enjoy and that is you ask people what are their health goals? What are their challenges and issues? But oftentimes you push them to give you at least 10 different conditions or situations that they want to resolve. And I like that because sometimes people think in terms of sitting down with a doctor and talking to them, hey, I have this one problem. And yet there's something far more troubling to that individual. And oftentimes it's the fifth, sixth, seventh, or the 10th thing they mention that's obviously or more or less the most important thing to that individual. They just either were dealing with it for so long they didn't bring it up first or they didn't think you had in your toolbox a solution and yeah, or they exactly. told other doctors and you know the doctor said well it's just old age or you're you know right yeah it's normal that's really common um, so we generally try to rate the symptoms around six areas for sure whether they complain about them or not I always try to get a gauge on six symptoms. One is energy, morning and afternoon. Two is continuous hours of sleep. How many hours do you sleep continuously without waking? The longest stretch. And there's a good reason for that because metabolism is set at the fifth 90 minute cycle of continuous sleep. Third, any pain anywhere. Fourth, any gastric symptoms, heartburn, reflux, diarrhea, constipation, indigestion, bloating. Fifth, any anxiety. And sixth, any depression. Those six will control everything else, including weight. So we always ask for at least those six symptoms. And what you're going to find is when you have people who are complaining of weight issues, as you start to dig into those other issues, um, those are the issues you're going to find. So the way we correct it is by optimizing the hormones, optimizing the nutrients, detoxifying the body, especially getting the pH above 6.7, correcting the mind, both the conscious mind, but more important, the subconscious, which is carried in the emotions of our heart. And sometimes when I tell people that 90% of your behaviors are driven by the subconscious, 90% of your addiction, 90% of your repetitive things that you do every day and crave every day are driven in the subconscious, it feels like a disempowerment because like, how am I going to control the subconscious? And really, it's not, the subconscious is controlled by programming yourself in the future, okay? Obviously, I got a lot of dogs. 
Well, as we hear doggy in the background, that's a trigger for us to relax our mind and body and enjoy this opportunity to share with our audience how important dealing with anxiety or worry or stress, it's all in how we interpret it, isn't it, Dr. Patty? I mean, we, we really put meaning to things and it could be something that uh, may stress one person out, another person just takes on the challenge and leans into it, right? Yep, it looks at it as an opportunity to alter something. Yes. So, yeah. um, and so then the fifth area is the oxygenation of the body. So for the subconscious, I was mentioning that the way we deal with that is not by digging into what's happened in the past, but with reprogramming what's happening in the future and what's happening in the present when we're in a coherent heart rate rhythm. So if we put ourselves into a coherent heart rate rhythm and we program hey, I'm going to improve my metabolism and simultaneously my energy and lose the extra pounds, we've already affirmed that into the vibration of the water in the body, which means the body's ready to alter it. So you're talking about the vibration of the body. The body is electric. It has 15 million volts of energy per cubic millimeter. It has a, an amazing way to communicate through the circulation, through hormone communication and signaling, through the electrical, that is the chemical synapsis uh, throughout the neurology. So we have a rather elaborate feedback and biofeedback system as we're fortunate because otherwise I think it'd be very difficult to handle the amount of stress and challenges and issues. And yet some people really rise to the top. They do incredibly well, even under stressful conditions. Others, when they're under stress, it wipes them out. They, they almost can't even deal with another issue. They, they got to go lay down, take a nap. Uh, maybe even that won't help them to recover. Uh, the condition Addison's disease, isn't that an extreme situation where as you border on that spectrum where your body can't produce what everyone thinks is the bad guy cortisol, but it's really the hormone cortisol that helps you to deal with massive amounts of stress and issues rather than having you depend on adrenaline or epinephrine or even more harsh hormones that I think tend to leave people rather fatigued. What do you think about that issue with the adrenals? So, um, so the adrenals produce the cortisol. The cortisol is the hormone that's needed for you to live. If you do not make cortisol, it's considered Addison's disease and you have to wear a little band around your hand saying that you have a medical alert issue, right? But suppose you're producing a little bit of cortisol. You've gotten to the point where your stressors have been many for many years and you've never recovered and you've gotten to the 10th percentile or the 15th percentile. You would be considered to be absolutely normal whereas you're producing a response that's still way below where it would be adequate. So what the body does in that state is it starts to basically steal the hormones and shunt the hormones from your steroid pathway over to the cortisol pathway because you need it to live. The second thing it does is it immediately starts to disable the receptor sites in the thyroid um, for thyroid activity and disable the active thyroid forms which means that if you're under long-term stress not only do you end up with 
a low cortisol system which creates inflammation but you also end up with a thyroid that doesn't function even if your labs are in the normal range so these people are usually told your adrenal hormones are in the normal range 10th percentile to 90th percentile instead of the optimal range which is 75th percentile and above and they're also told that their thyroid is in the normal range so it becomes disabling because they're also often you know made to believe that this is something that's completely in their head and there's no physiological counterpart to what they're feeling and the symptoms are going to be anxiety depression fatigue um, all kinds of inflammatory pains aches uh, lack of resilience you're describing is somebody where, where somebody just has to shut down when they have a stress is somebody who has zero reserve absolutely yeah and, and I think about you know attending some of the uh, talks with dr. Terry Hertog uh, endocrinologist uh, that is he does endocrinological interventions his father and father before him studied thyroid and and adrenal cortisol uh, axis and also dr. Wilson and others have continued to look at these conditions and it's interesting that uh, both of the doctors when I interviewed them said the same thing and that is people will seek ways to stimulate their mind and body to get an artificial release of the hormone cortisol otherwise they feel so badly they actually feel good when they get someone upset and and they enter into uh, an emotional debate uh, or they eat sugar or they consume alcohol or drugs or things that artificially elevate their cortisol so they form somewhat of a, an addiction to having that stimulus that artificial and even dangerous addictive stimulus that it may even not be a, an addiction in the normal sense like the morphine or uh, heroin or something but it, it's an it's an addiction that has a biofeedback system that makes them feel temporarily good but then they feel awful after getting an argument or feel bad about getting drunk or using alcohol or that is chemicals and drugs so it, it really is troubling particularly to a person who's overweight and they're addicted to food and they can never seem to feel satisfied because cortisol and IGF-1 and insulin the chief function of these critical hormones is to take sugar push it into the cells for energy fatty acids amino acids into the cells for nutrient and rebuilding and if they don't produce the correct quantity uh, they feel starved I know when I was a young guy uh, 11 12 years old I was extremely overweight and I, I didn't realize that after one plate of food I didn't feel satisfied I eat another plate and another plate and I didn't know I just thought it was just normal and later when I got control of my adrenal levels and my weight came down because I was no longer obsessively overeating uh, it was like this huge relief I, I couldn't believe that you know I felt good after eating a, a reasonable sized plate of food it was filled with now rich fruits and vegetables and beans and peas but in those days I was eating steak eggs and meat and cheese and I'd fill up on four or five plates you know eat six or ten hamburgers I mean it was crazy and I got very very heavy and I couldn't control it I really felt out of control yeah I can I can completely understand that and that definitely is something that we see a lot and the most important thing is to modify the stress response 
So what we're seeing in people where the hormone levels are crashed and they're feeling so lousy with everything is not necessarily chronic stress because all of us have chronic stress. It's the chronic stress response that changes things. And the chronic stress response is best measured if you want to take a look at where your stress response is by heart rate variability. Hmm. So if you hooked yourself up to a heart rate variability monitor and your heart rate variability tracing is kind of all over the place, not only are you burning through your nutrients at a faster rate, right, mm -hmm. but you are in a reactive state. If your heart rate variability is in a smooth sine wave, it's considered to be a coherent rhythm. And a coherent rhythm, your use of your fuel tank, which is the hormones and the nutrients, is peaceful it's low so you're not just burning through your cortisol system and your thyroid system and your minerals you're in a calmer place so you can't change the hurricanes in life but you can alter the way in which the body accepts and responds to the hurricane and that's what makes all the difference so learning how to control the heart rate variability and using it as a feedback which you can do by just hooking yourself up to a monitor is the way to know whether or not you're able to get to a spot where your body's protected. So it's an actual device that clips to, to your ear. Um, is it? And there, there are devices that you can clip and will actually send a signal and tends to help um, re reduce anxiety and, and uh, changes the pulse of, uh, and energy. So there, you, you work a lot with energy medicine, don't you, Dr. Patty? I mean, there's things that you can do to help stabilize oneself uh, with energy med medicine devices. Yeah, so let me first um, go back to what you were asking about the heart rate variability. So there are machines that will do things to you. Like there's, you know, the Alpha Stim machine. That's yeah. one. I think that's what you're talking yes, about. Yes, Alpha Stim. Exactly. They use it in in drug rehabilitation. Uh, we've helped some autistic kids with the uh, Stem. Alpha Stim. Yeah. So this is. I would consider this to be more powerful than that because wow. these heart rate variability monitors are a form of biofeedback and. The one that we use is Inner Balance app from HeartMath. And basically, what happens is that this, is your, this puts the power in your hands, not in the hands of a machine that's stimulating you, but in your hands. We teach you somewhere between 10 and 25 techniques that you will be able to convert yourself from this rhythm over to this rhythm within anywhere between 30 to 90 seconds. It's not 30 to 90 minutes like meditation, which is in the head. It's 30 to 90 seconds, which comes from the heart, because we now, of course, know that the heart signals the head nine times more than the head signals the heart. So when we're trying to get into a heart rate variability rhythm and coming from here, it's not as efficient as if we use a heart-focused meditation that comes from the heart. The, the conversion rate is a lot faster. So when I, you know, about 10 years ago, you know, on the five-point model of mind, and I used to use, tell everybody, oh, well, you do some mind exercises, meditate, breathe. 
all great. But five years ago, when we hit the tools from HeartMath and started to give people the recommendation to buy the inner balance and just monitor themselves, the success went through the roof. Because in order to balance hormones, you have to balance the internal chronic stress response. You cannot balance hormones without doing that. Because if you do, you'll just be chasing your tail by throwing more and more hormones on board and you have something that's ready to take. So let's talk about the energy So the simplest energy medicine is to recognize that body is an electrical field, obviously. It's an electromagnetic energetic field. And it's connected on every level with itself energetically. It's also connected through currents that we can't see. Um, electromagnetic fields to the trees, to the everything. Dogs, cats, turtles, earthworms, we're connected to everything. And our, our chief communication methodology with the world around us happens to be our heart rate variability. Our heart rate variability goes 15 to 12 to 15 feet outside of us based upon measurements done by a magnetometer and they're now able to show they have very good studies showing that if I sit here and I put myself into a sine wave coherent rhythm my dog will also be in that wave and so will the tree and so will everything else so first of all establish that we are an energy field and we are affected by energies around us so what do we tell our patients to do we say a get outdoors right right take your clothes off and stick your feet into the earth soak up the sun breathe the oxygen drink the water structured water and be in a state of joy because the state of joy is a vibration that programs the structure of your water and then your body functions better so that's the simplest energy medicine the simplest energy medicine is to do what the long living did who were hooking up to God's and nature's gifts which is go outside connect to the ground get in the sun oxygen earthing joy right right that's point model hormones is the sun the nutrients is the soil and the earth the detox is the water the mind is the subconscious joy and the oxygen is the body so that's the five-point model the simplest form is energetic how long does it take to regenerate like that if you're starting from an extremely degenerated position where most of us are starting from it can take you decades to get back the appropriate regenerative capacity of the body so you've got to accelerate it and the way that we accelerate it is through the basic system of five points where we optimize the hormones and nutrition and optimize the pH detoxification optimize the mind optimize the oxygenation but then there's more advanced techniques that you can use when you have somebody with advanced disease that just doesn't have that time benefit. So what are those? Those are usually devices that utilize light, 
sound, heat, magnetism, frequencies, all of those things to correct in a much more accelerated fashion. And we've been using those in our clinic for quite some time and it's definitely accelerated. <laughs> so do you include within that a Jing orb, and Jing is a higher level than Qi. Do you use PEMF, which is a Swiss made similar to the Beamer mat? Do you use QRS? There's variations on that. Um, I know I've been utilizing these with some of the children on the spectrum with Asperger's and those people who have maybe uh, suffer from very depressed immune system and they're challenged with cancer and their body's immune system has declined. and is it true that the heart has amongst the highest energetic frequency and it rarely ever develops cancer, but other organs that have low uh, frequencies tend to be more susceptible to cancers of various types? Is there some truth to that? Have you seen that in the literature? Yeah, it has something to do with the voltage of the heart. And the voltage of the heart is negative enough that it does not get cancer. Um, and as that voltage changes, the cells become susceptible to it. As far as the machines you're mentioning, the PMF, the Beamer, uh, the QRS, there are many different ways to correct energetic fields. 